Hey, I'm Donna Rudowitz, and I'm an intuitive psychotherapist and relationship coach, and I help women who are over 40 post-divorce attract their soulmate and create amazing lives that they just can't wait to wake up for at DonnaRudowitz.com. And in this transformational masterclass training, I'm going to be sharing three powerful strategies that will help you attract your new love. The first strategy I'm going to cover is how to give yourself permission to forgive and why you deserve it. You'll learn the importance of releasing the toxic energies that sort of get stuck in you, that you may have been carrying for a really long time, and a super simple strategy that's going to show you how to release it and, and be in a state of perfect peace. The second strategy I'm going to show you is how you could embrace your divorce as part of your spiritual journey and not have it be sort of the ball and chain that's attached to your leg that you're carrying around every single day. You're going to learn how to celebrate the miracle in the middle of the mess. And the strategy that I'm going to teach you in this section may very well be that master key that's going to unlock the dreams and the feelings that you've been searching for. And lastly, I'm going to discuss why online dating is exactly the opposite and the wrong strategy to use when you're looking to attract your ideal soulmate and partner. And I'm going to show you what you absolutely, absolutely need to know to align your heart, operate in your authentic self, and be able to attract like a magnet the partner you've been dreaming of. So without further ado, let's hop right in into this masterclass training, which I'm so excited and happy to be sharing with you today. So I'm going to guess, like many women, you've been hurt, right? We don't wake up in the morning and our Cinderella story isn't one that we say, well, let's get married to be divorced. We wake up in the morning and we have our Cinderella story of one that is saying, we dream of having our soulmate. We dream of having, if you want children or fur babies or whatever it is that's important to you that creates your full life. We dream of having a home with our partner, perhaps traveling. And then all of a sudden life brings you something that you just never anticipated. And that was for myself in my own divorce. I never thought in a million years that I would be going through a divorce. And I know by now, being if you're post-divorce and you've been divorced, whether it's, it's maybe a month after your divorce or maybe a few years after your divorce, you're probably getting to have some days that are better than others, right? You're probably waking up at this point saying, okay, I kind of can see that I'm moving in the right direction, but there's something still not there. You still may be getting triggered on a daily basis. There's still, you still have to deal with your ex probably with your, um, children and, and people around you and family and events. So there's still times where you're, you're going to still, the, those triggers will come up. But for the most part, you're a successful woman. Your life is together in most areas, except this one little part. You're just not sure. And you may be beating yourself up of like, why can't I just get this, this piece? Why can't I just let this go? And whatever your let this go is, because it's different for everybody, there's a reason why it's sticking with you. There's a reason why inherently it's, it's almost like glue and a feather, that there's something within you that is, that is not allowing that to release. But 
here's the good news. The good news is, is that even though it's been stuck in you for a while and you're just not sure what it is, there are strategies and there are tools you can use to be first become aware of it. So it's in your conscious mind. And then second for you to release it because there's something that may drive you. And, and what a lot of times what drives women post-divorce is this feeling of fear. And you may be saying, Donna, I don't know if I'm necessarily fearful. What am I afraid of? But I would invite you to really ask yourself that question, because even though you may not be identifying that you're in fear, if you're thinking in lack, if you're thinking as if you're and you're operating on a daily basis in something you don't have. So if you're saying to yourself, wow, my ex He's living the life of Riley, and here I am, I'm struggling. I have to take care of the house, or I have the responsibility of um, taking care of the children, or I'm, I'm, I'm left to do take care of whatever he didn't take care of. Now it's in my responsibility. Um, you also may be saying that you've been hurt and you're a little weary of putting yourself out there again. You may have even gone on some couple of dates and those dates really didn't go well. Um, you may have even, you know, really fell for someone or really felt there was an attraction only to find out that they were a scam. They really weren't the real person. And unfortunately this does happen. So, you may be feeling that that sense of fear and that fear of um, feeling, am, am I going to be able to meet someone? Is there really someone out there who's truly a great guy, someone who I could see myself living the rest of my life with? And, and that, if you're operating in that, that lack mentality, it's going to be really hard for you to attract that ideal soulmate. And your thoughts are actually the architects of your destiny. So let's jump into why forgiveness is important to you and what exactly forgiveness is and what exactly forgiveness is not. So here's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness does not mean that you condone, you allow, or you're saying the injustice that would happen to you is okay because it's not. Um, I'm a big believer, believer in karma. And I believe that what goes around certainly will come around and that we try to be the judge sometimes. We try to inflict, we want to see that justice being served. And it's it's actually infuriating sometimes when you see that your life is is not where you want it to be. And then maybe your ex is living the life that you, you, you're saying like, I can't even believe he's living this way and as I'm living this way, or he may even be, be, be remarried at this point and you're not. But anyway, regardless, Forgiveness is not saying that you're the judge. What, here's what forgiveness does for you. Forgiveness goes with inside you and says, I am no longer going to let you, who, the other person, that energy, that energy connection that we share, I'm no longer going to allow that energy to come inside of me and leave that toxic energy flowing through my body. What I am going to do is I am going to clear that energy and I'm going to give it back to you. And then I'm going to trust in God, the universe or source, whatever you want to say, that justice will be had. But I am no longer allowing this reciprocal connection to go back and forth between me and you. I am now cutting those ties. And what I physically do is I physically imagine that I have a scissor and I cut the ties you know, over my head and I cut those ties off as if you were a little marionette puppet where someone else was controlling you, you, you just release those ties. Because forgiveness, again, is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Because if you don't forgive and move on and release that toxic energy, you risk 
carrying it with you, which can lead to disease. It can lead to you not being happy. It can lead to a, a slew of things. I have run into women who have been divorced for 20 years. And when I, I don't know that, but when I ask them how long have they been divorced and they say, I think it just happened yesterday, but they're talking like it's 20 years. Don't be that woman. You need to free yourself. No one's going to free you. This is the part where personal accountability and responsibility come through. You need to free yourself and get out of the pain that you are that you have put yourself in in this in this circle. I'm not saying that it was your choice to be in this divorce, but it is your choice to stay if you're staying stuck, right? That 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 you don't drown by falling in a puddle, you drown by staying in a puddle. So it's time for you to free yourself and, and get yourself out of the prison that you're in. And there's a really cool tool that I use that I share with the women who go through, um, who work with me and go through my program. Uh, it's called Hoponono. And this is a Hoponono prayer. And I know, please forgive me, because I know I didn't say it right. I'm sure I butchered it. <laughs> but it really is a powerful prayer that I wanted to share with you because this is an easy way for you to begin to release that toxicity within you and begin to practice forgiveness in a very simple way that you could do at home, in your car, um, outside. No one's really going to know because you could say it to yourself or you could say it out loud. And this prayer was developed by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Hugh Len. And he used this prayer to help heal his patients without ever physically being in contact with them. So it's, it's kind of interesting. If you want to, you could always go on. It's a, I don't have enough time in this masterclass to go over Dr. Hugh Len's story, but it is fascinating. So if you do have a chance, do some research on that. But this prayer is going to help restore harmony within so that while you heal yourself, you're also healing others. And this is also going to clear your mind of the subconscious blocks so that destiny and desire can take over and help you get what you truly want out of life. It's going to kind of come in there and it's going to scrub out the unconsciously accepted beliefs that you have, the thoughts and the memories that you don't even know that are holding you back. I often say we don't know what we don't know, but that could be our worst enemy is if, if we're holding things down and we're not allowing things to come up, that is what could get us in trouble. So here's how simple it is. It's four very simple statements. And this is how you say it. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. And that's it, right? Is that simple? I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. And that's what you say over and over and over again. So what, when you're saying this prayer, you're actually saying it towards another person, right? Putting it out there to the spiritual side, but you're also saying it towards yourself. So you would say this prayer towards your ex, but you don't have to say this in person. And again, you're not saying you condone or allow his behavior, but it's time for you to cut those ties so you could be free and begin to live your life. And when you cut those ties and say this prayer, you say it spirit to spirit, right? You, you, you get into a quiet space when you first begin this, and maybe it's part of your gratitude work or your journal work, regardless, but you, you sort of put it in. My, the way that I do it is in the shower every single morning. I, that's the only time that I really get 50 minutes of pure time of just really being alone. So that's a really wonderful way for me to do my gratitude work and add this prayer in. But again, you can do it anytime, anywhere. And it's, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. 
And this leads us into how to embrace your divorce as part of your spiritual journey and learning how to celebrate the miracle in the mess. This perhaps is one of my most coveted trainings in the sense that I learned from my mentor years ago going through my divorce that there is a miracle in the mess and that even though it may not see, you may not be able to see that miracle in the mess, it's there. And when we embrace our journey versus resist our journey is when we could fully actualize our soul's path and our soul's journey. So I believe that we are here with a very specific mission, that each one of us are born with a specific path, a specific divine gift, a specific reason why we're here, and there's certain lessons that we need to learn while we're here. And we can either choose to accept those lessons and embrace those lessons. And now I'm not saying those lessons are easy or those lessons are the ones that we want. There may be some lessons that we can't wait to take that are fun and full of joy. Great, sign me up for those. But there's also going to be lessons that aren't so fun and that aren't so great that really cause you to stretch and, and your belief system and, 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 and you're in the grit and the grind of the day. But quite honestly, I've learned now, like as much as I love the enjoyment of life, it's the, it's the biggest struggles in our life are the ones that get us to grow the most. Those are the ones that we expand. Those are the ones that we sort of up level our soul's journey and our soul's path because we would never choose to take that journey or that path. We just wouldn't choose it. But the universe and God is behind you. And even though you may not be choosing to do it, there's a reason why it was allowed. There's a reason why you were allowed to experience this. And at the end of the day, what I believe it is because it's for your soul's journey and your soul's path. We are here on earth as human beings a very short period of time. Our evolutionary soul's journey needs to learn certain things in order for it to keep going. And we, we unfortunately can't see that side. And, I, and I'm, I don't know. I guess we'll see when we get to the other side if we will see the reasons behind why we went through these lessons. And I'm hoping so. But in the meantime, when we're here, it's understanding and standing fully in believing in that the universe and God is always conspiring for you, not against you. And I know the, the like again, going back to the injustice and, and this wasn't fair and, 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 and this could have been one of the most horrible experiences of your life. And you may think, Donna, you, you're crazy if you're telling me this was happening for me. I'm not saying that God and, and the universe created that divorce, but they allowed it to happen for a reason. And again, it's for your soul's journey. So when you can embrace that and say, what's my miracle in this mess? There is something here that I may not be seeing. What's my miracle? I often say that in five or 10 years, when you look back, what seems to be a complete disaster is actually a perfectly orchestrated symphony and you will see it piece by piece as I did with my journey I often say there's a bread trail that you I just followed the bread trail and if you just follow the bread trail and are open to receiving what God in the universe is giving to you you will get through this and you will also create the most amazing life you can ever imagine and you will have the, the love of the life on your arms because everything is possible for you this is also a way for you to look at this growth path in you and where you are in this moment, no matter where you are in your journey in this moment, as an opportunity to learn, to refine, and to grow. 
If I were to give you an acorn, if you could visualize in your mind one second, just what an acorn would look like. And that acorn, if that fell off a tree and fell into the ground, it has a possibility if it doesn't fall in the right soil with the right conditions in order, in order for it to grow, it, it could just stay there and it will eventually rot back down into the earth, right? It just will come, it will go back to where it came from. But conversely, let me say I give you an acorn and it falls in the right soil and it's able to activate. Now this acorn, within this tiny little acorn is a mighty oak tree. And this oak tree can grow to tremendous heights and it could be broad with leaves and it could pro provide shade and food and shelter for creatures that we share this earth with. And as are you, you are an acorn. And after divorce, we kind of tend to fall and roll into soil that doesn't necessarily activate us because it's tough and we're sad and, and there's a lot of emotions that go along with that. I get it. I understand it. But at the same time, you have a mighty oak tree in you and you are not meant to live small. You are not meant to live not activated. It is time. If you are listening to this masterclass and you're part of this masterclass series, it is time for you to activate. You have a mighty oak tree within you. And it's time to form new habits, new belief systems, because the law of life is your law of beliefs. Whatever you believe, you will receive. If you believe it's not possible for you to attract a new love, guess what? You're not going to get it. If you believe it's not possible for you to have an amazing life, guess what? You're not going to have it. We need to begin to get in there and massage out those belief systems and stand unapologetically in. It is absolutely 100% possible for me to live an amazing life and to attract my soulmate and partner. And you know how I say that is 100% guaranteed? Is because you could look for references around you of other people who have done it. And God and the universe is no respecter of persons. So if they could do it, so could you. And look at myself, same thing. If I could do it, so could you. I'm not anybody special. I don't have any, I'm not a superhero. I, you know, I just listened and followed my bread trail, as will you. Lastly, our third strategy is now that you have the uh, foundational building blocks on attracting your soulmate, we're going to sort of talk about why online dating is exactly the opposite of what you should be doing and what you need to know and what really works in attracting your soulmate. Let's talk about frequency. Every one of us is vibrating at a certain frequency. So we're like little radio stations and little radio towers. So within me, I am sending out a certain frequency and people in the world who are operating, vibrating at that same level as I am, they will be able to receive that frequency and respond to it. But people who are below that frequency or above that frequency, it's not likely that they're going to receive my frequency. So if you begin, what so many of us do is we, we, we just want to get out there and it's almost like we want to show, you want to show your ex, you know, that you're going to find someone and, and you're going to do better and, and all good. But if you do this and you begin to online date, because this is what this is what we think we the only thing we think we have to do, because this is what society tells us, this is the only way at this point of our lives to meet someone. You go online, and first of all, you're not operating in the highest frequency you could be operating in. You're probably operating in the lowest frequency you could be operating in because you haven't yet 
begun to clear those paths, to clear the toxic energy out of you, to stand in your authentic self, be bold, be brave. You, you're, you're, not, you're still fragile because you haven't healed what you needed to heal. And you may not even know what you need to heal yet, but you're still fragile. So here you go, you go out and you go online dating and you just get a slew of bad dates. Or you begin to meet people who, who don't tell you the truth. And, and it's quite likely that you may end up attracting someone like your ex-husband 10 times over because you haven't done the forgiveness work to fully let that go and let that go to that side so you could begin working 100% on yourself. So now what happens is you begin to attract that type of person. You begin to attract people who you don't want to be with or people who aren't truthful or people who are like schemy or whatever it is. You got to do the work. Because if you're putting out that frequency and you're beginning to attract that, again, you're not going to get what you want. So what I say to do is you don't need online dating, believe it or not. I've seen this happen time and time and time again in the work that I do. 90, I would say 99% of the women that I've had connection with, experience with, or worked with, when they met their soulmate, it was not in online dating. They met them in an organic way. And that's what I'm here to tell you is that you don't need online dating. Could you use online dating as, as the first piece to say when you're ready? Again, let me just preface this when you're ready to say, I'm ready to put myself out there to the world. And this is my way just to, to raise my frequency to say, I'm, I'm here. Absolutely. But honestly, you really don't need it. The first thing that you need to do before you begin dating and, and how dating you could really work with dating is you've got to do the work on you. You've got to identify what is still operating through you. What are those underlying currents that are still with you that you need to address, bring up to the subconscious level and get rid of? And it's all about identifying triggers and course correcting. You're going to identify something in yourself and be able to work through it, but then you need a little time to practice. You need a little time to get out there to see, okay, how do I apply this? How do I work through this? And you're going to see things that work for you and you're going to see things that don't work for you. So you're going to make little course, course correcting changes along the way. But I want you to be careful for and, and put just for yourself to put a reminder in your just file it away is that women are masters at looking at things we don't want to look at, right? We're masters at minimizing or not looking directly in the mirror at things. And we want to hold on to things far too long after they, we know that they're just not the right thing. Everything starts with love. Your course in attracting your new love and your ideal partner and soulmate has got to start with love. It can't start with the drama of the past. I say save the drama for your mama because anything that begins in drama will end in drama. And if you begin a relationship in drama, it's going to end in drama. You've got to slow it down, take a step back, and you've got to start with love. And the first person you need to love is you. You need to develop yourself enough that you would want to be the person that you would want to marry. That's taking responsibility for the actions that you had in your relationship in the past, how you could refine those, how you could increase those, and beginning to love yourself. And it's possible to attract someone who meets 95 or more percent of your needs. So many people, 
I see will accept crumbs. They accept crumbs because that's honestly, maybe maybe they've gotten three crumbs in their marriage and then when we, they, then they see someone with five crumbs, they're like, oh my gosh, this is better, this is great. But that is absolutely not anything that you should be considering. You are more valuable than any diamond or any ruby or any piece of gold. And that you are worth having a man who looks at you, who treasures you, who believes in you, who you believe in him. And together, you bring out the best versions of yourselves. If you're dating someone and you're connected with someone and there's fighting and he's ruining your mascara, then he's more than he's ruining your lipstick, that's a red flag. And when you're operating in your most authentic self and you've worked on yourself, you're looking at your triggers, you're looking at your heart of what needs to be healed, you can remain heart-centered, authentic, and honest. You don't have to be anyone else. You don't have to pretend to be anyone else. You don't have to act one way in the beginning of the relationship and then all of a sudden show him your real self at the end. No, you, all of that is gone. You don't need that anymore. You get to show up exactly as you because you're magnetized. Men will be magnetized to you. A magnetized piece of steel can, can hold 12 times its weight. A non-magnetized piece of steel can, can't even attract a feather. So when you're operating in that frequency, frequency, ask yourself, am I operating in the best possible version of myself? What frequency am I sending out? Am I still stuck in the past? Am I looking at the past? Am I still stuck in you know, some anger and some resentment and some fear? Or am I 100% am I looking forward at positivity and looking at my life and where I want it to go and knowing that I'm working on what I'm, I need to work on and I'm showing up unapologetically me and I'm doing the work to love myself? Because here's the truth. All of this work can be done. You can do this. But the biggest piece of this is how you feel and your belief system. You've got to believe this is possible for you. Because if you see it's possible, you're going to see opportunities. If you don't see that it's possible, the only thing that you're going to see is obstacles. It's like the horses in Central Park that put on the blinders. They put on those blinders for a very specific reason because they cannot allow that horse to look any other direction other than the direction it's going. Otherwise, it could get spooked and it, it could go bad really fast. That's the same thing. If you're, if you are only seeing, if you're not seeing and believing this could be possible for you, you're going to have your, your blinders on and you're not going to see opportunity. You're not going to see those synchrony, um, where you're, you're in, in synchronized moments. You're not going to see opportunity and those little bread trails that, that is being given to you and guided to you and divinely downloaded to you. You don't want to accept crumbs. You don't have to minimize. I always say when there's a choice in life, and this is a quick little tip, there's a choice in life with when you get to choose between good, better, and best, always choose best. Now, I'm not saying go in debt, but I'm saying if you're in the store and you have three blouses in front of you and one's $5 and one's 50 and one's 200, but you, you, you absolutely, you can't stand the, 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 the low one, the $200 one is, is maybe, you know, you're like, ah, it's all right, but you, you fell in love with a $50 one. Then that's your best. Go for it. Buy it. Because when you put that blouse on, you will feel the best you could feel. There's nothing like putting on clothes and ladies, you know, underwear or bras or, or just jeans or shirts that fit you well, that you feel great. 
So when you have a choice in life, anywhere, when you be these steps in beginning to love yourself between choosing between good, better, and best, choose best. And don't forget to remind yourself to be kind and loving towards yourself always. Being mindful of that inner chatter that's going within your mind and begin to become aware of it, of how you are talking to yourself. You didn't get married to get divorced. I understand that. But this is where your journey has led you. And there's much to be grateful for. And trust that your spiritual path is leading you to exactly where it is you need to go. And you want to stay in your own lane. Focus on your own divine journey. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about what people are telling you you have to do or what you should do. I often say, don't should on me. Focus on your own divine journey. Focus on your direction and stay in your own lane and focus what's important to you. Because only you could hear those divine messages. No one else could hear that. So thank you for joining me. I'm Donna Rudowitz of DonnaRudowitz.com, and I look forward to staying connected. Have a wonderful rest of the day.